Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 137, and the topic for today's episode is reviewing your lifting technique. Now, this is something that we all pretty much have access to in today's modern age, where you know your smartphone is literally arm's length away. It's almost tethered to you at the hip. It's something you carry with you for pretty much every hour that you're awake except for maybe when you're in the shower. And this is something that uh, I started doing a few years ago, is using my phone to capture my lifting prowess, my absolute stellar lifting technique. No, uh, actually sometimes it would be a bit of a slap in the face, almost like a reality check. I would have this image or this picture in my head of what I thought I was doing. And then I would review the footage that I had just taken on my smartphone. And I would be gobsmacked. I would be shocked at, do I actually look like that when I'm doing this exercise? My goodness. And yes, I'm dramatizing it a little bit, but I've had many moments where I've actually done that. I've been doing a squat or I've been doing a set of deadlifts. Or more recently, I've been doing some kettlebell stuff and I'll think, okay, yeah, I feel like my form's really good. I, I, I feel like my technique's where it needs to be. I feel like, you know, the positions I'm getting into are the right ones. And then I will video it and I will review it. And upon review, when I'm not in the moment, when I don't have the adrenaline pumping, you know, when I'm not hot, sweaty, and heart rates are high, I'm just nice and calm. I'm relaxed. I sit down. I play the footage back. And it shows me a different fucking story, paints a completely different picture. Now, this is a super valuable tool that you have at your disposal. Okay, you've already got the phone. It already has a camera built into it. So it's not like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago where you'd have to go out and buy a purpose-built camera. Okay, you have one attached to you. You just literally stick it in your pocket. So this is what we're talking about, guys, is taking the time out of your training. It takes very little time, first and foremost, to actually set up your camera, press play, do your set like you normally would, press stop, keep going with your training, and then you review it, all right? And the purpose of the video, it's not to, let me explain something. Okay, I want you to really pay attention to this. The purpose of taking videos of your training and getting video footage It's not to show off or brag or boast and puff your chest up and say, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. It's actually so you can reflect upon your current lifting technique, you know, to identify how am I actually moving, okay? Because you'll have a picture, like I said, you'll have a picture in your head of, I think I'm doing this. I feel like my position is here. I feel like my technique's pretty dialed in. But then when you play back that video footage, you will see, in crystal clear HD what you actually look like when you're lifting weights. You'll see the good, the bad, you'll see the things you're doing well, you'll see the things you're doing poorly, 
And you might even be surprised to see, hey, my body's doing a thing I didn't even think it was capable of doing, good or bad. And it gives you things to think about, things to concentrate on. All it is, is footage to help you improve. In a nutshell, that's what the video footage is there for. Now, I have made uh, some mistakes in how I've done this over the past, and I want to share that with you here today. Um, one of the biggest flaws or errors, really, that I made when I started recording and taking video footage of my training sessions and my workouts is spending too much time doing it. What I mean by that is I would set the video up, I would take it, and then I would immediately sit down and review it, okay? So I, let's say I'm doing my kettlebell swings. If you follow me on social media, you know I generally do 100 swings as kind of standard as part of my training. So let's say I'm doing my 10 sets of 10. I'll do 10 kettlebell swings. So I'll set the phone up, record, do my swings, stop it, and then I would review it immediately. I would look at it, I would dissect it. Yep, this looks good. Uh, that didn't, that wasn't very good. This bit, yep, nailed it. And I would start analyzing it in between every set. So I would basically do a set, review it. Do another set, review that footage. Do another set, review the next video. And it got to the point where it was no longer beneficial to me. And the reason that I say that is because I started overanalyzing things, which is very easy to do, especially if you're somebody like me who is a type A personality. I have a keen attention to detail. I like numbers. Uh, my brain runs at high RPM. I'm generally switched on, um, very high functioning in 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 what I do. I, I look for the details. I look for the you know the one percenters, and it got to the point where it was actually holding me back. So I was no longer in the zone or the groove of training. I would get out of that just because I started getting too analytical, too caught up in what it should look like. All right. I got to the point where I was basically consumed by paralysis analysis. So during the set, I would feel like my technique was okay or pretty good. And then I would watch the video and I would catch something. And then I would tinker and I would tweak it and I would change something and adjust something. And my technique actually went backwards. It would get worse. So this is something that I that I teach and I use with, with my students in my personal training. Um, is when you're doing an exercise, when you're performing a set, I don't care how many reps you're doing, you could be doing a set of three reps or you could be doing a set of 30, I don't care. Generally, I'm gonna give you one or two things to concentrate and focus on, one or two. Because if I give you every small detail and positional thing to concentrate on, and you're f trying to focus on 10 different things at once, chances are you're gonna concentrate on none of them. There's just too much shit going on. There's too much bandwidth. The brain has too many things to focus on. So that's why I would just suggest and recommend, hey, for this set, uh, focus on pushing your knees out if it's a squat, or focus on staying tall if it's a kettlebell swing, or bracing your abs harder, or whatever the cue is. Whatever the thing that you need to work on to improve the technique of that lift, focus on that, one or two things maximum. Otherwise, you get to the point like it, like I did where I was analyzing, you know, what's happening at my feet, what's happening at my knees, what's happening at my shoulders, what's happening with the actual weight, and it just falls apart. So one of the things that I'm very good at as a coach is 
analyzing somebody's technique, breaking it apart, dissecting it, cleaning it up, polishing it, and then putting it back together so it looks and is performed much better than it did in its original state. Okay? And this is the video footage that I'm talking about here. This is something that I use with my students. I'll get them to send me some videos when they do their solo sessions. So I write the custom program for all of my students. And on the days that I don't see them, they perform their exercises and they'll send them through. And I'll look at it and I'll review it based upon the standard. So what I mean by this standard is every single exercise, every single exercise has a movement standard, which is the highest possible quality that you can perform that exercise at. So that's the gold standard. You're trying to perform an exercise to the highest level possible, period. Then I measure and I compare your lifting technique that you have videoed against that standard. And we start playing a game. It's called spot the difference. The movement standard is here. Your lifting technique is here. I wanna see what the gap is between the two. What are the differences between the movement standard, the best possible execution of this exercise and yours? Okay, if it's a squat, for example, are you squatting as deep as possible? Maybe not. Okay, so the next set, squat a bit deeper. Boom, I've got you a little bit closer to that movement standard. Okay, the knees are caving in, the back's rounding a little bit. I want you to stay a little bit taller. I want you to brace your abs like someone's gonna hit you in the belly with a steel bat. Boom, correct those, you get a bit closer to that movement standard. And you start doing these things little by little. And technique improves and your technique gets closer to that gold standard. So just to go back, get the video footage during the training, but do not actually review it in the training. That's a job for later in the day or after your training has finished. You don't wanna tinker and tweak so much during the training process that your technique falls to pieces. Paralysis by analysis is something we wanna stay away from. So please, by all means, yes, do concentrate on what you're doing. Please be precise with your actions and how you move. Do be considerate of how much you lift and the way you lift it. These are all important things to consider and these are all important things to do. So when we're lifting weight, when we're doing strength training, when we're moving a load from point A to point B, we want it to be as efficient and effective as possible. I don't want you to just go through the motions. I don't want you to just punch out your 10 reps in any way or form. I want you to do it to the best of your ability, period. But it doesn't mean you get so far down that rabbit hole of picking apart your exercises to the point that you go away from what you're already doing well and that you get transfixed on the stuff that isn't where it needs to be because then it can really start to feel like a dark place. You might be doing eight things really well and two things need to be cleaned up and polished and you know worked on and improved. Excellent, that's fine. But if all you're doing is fixating on those two negatives, that could be a pretty dark place. You can start digging this hole, be like, oh, Jesse keeps telling me my squat sucks, or Jesse keeps telling me, you know, my press is ordinary and I can't, you know, I keep arching my back when I'm pressing the weight above my head and I can't fix it. If that's all you focus on, it's gonna get real dark and it's gonna get real gloomy real quick. So acknowledge those shortcomings, absolutely, yes. Concentrate on rectifying them, but that's as far as it needs to go. You don't have to turn this thing about 
okay, I've got a little bit of movement quality that needs to be improved and saying, oh, I suck at it. Well, no, 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 you're doing some of the things really well. That's great, acknowledge those. But don't dwell solely on those shortcomings. Yes, continue to work on them, continue to hone your technique and improve upon them, all right? So you've got to assess and acknowledge both sides of that coin. The things you're doing well and the things you're not doing well and that need improving, okay? So acknowledge those shortcomings, the incorrect technique that you may have, and any poor movement patterns that you might find. That's the that's the beauty of the video. It's not giving you a commentary. It's just saying, hey, this is how you're currently moving. This is the way that you're performing the current exercise. That's it. So you assess those shortcomings, find the problems, and then we try and fix the problems. It's like a detective. You're starting to figure out, okay, I do this really weird thing when I press, like my elbow flares out to the side. Why is that? Well, I don't know, you tell me, why is that? I have some assumptions and I have some ideas about why that might be. But if you've never been aware that your elbow flares out to the side when you press, maybe that's enough. Maybe that is enough information for you to actually do something about it. You didn't know that your elbow flared before. Now you do. So the next time that you do a set of presses, you're aware of it and you can work on correcting it. So trust your technique as you're doing it, as you're actually in the set. Work on executing each rep to the best of your ability. Concentrate on the most important part of the exercise. Or like I said before, focus on those one or two cues that is going to help you with that exercise. Then afterwards, once the training has been finished, after the session is concluded, maybe it's in your cool down, maybe it's after you've got home and you know, you've put your feet up and your day's over. You can look back and see what you missed. You can see what you actually looked like. The goal of taking video footage of your training and your workouts is to look at the whole picture, the big picture, all right? Because when you're training, when you're lifting weights, when you're squatting, when you're deadlifting, when you're rowing, when you're doing these heavy lifts or you're doing high rep work, you get narrow-minded. Okay, you fixate solely on the job at hand, the rep at hand. Your head is down and in, everything is inward. After you've reviewed the video footage, hey, you can actually look up and out. You can review the whole thing with a clear head. You look at what you did and you can replay the sets as many times as you need. Or if there's something that catches your eye, like, uh, why did I do that? The video footage, is there to help you understand why. Why do you squat like that? Why do you press the way that you do? Why does your back round when you deadlift? The video footage will help paint the picture and help you understand why that is, why you move the way you move. So when we're training, just to recap, there's adrenaline pumping, the heart rate is high. Maybe we're not thinking straight. Maybe we're just enjoying the process of training. Maybe we're just in the zone. When you're in the zone, don't get out of the fucking zone. That's what I was saying before. I would take myself away from the training process to an analytical process. And it destroyed the flow of my training. And as I said, I analyzed it way too much. And my technique just, it actually felt sloppy. Not sloppy, but it just felt clunky. 
because I was trying to think on about too many things rather than just doing the thing. And then looking back at a later time to review, assess and improve. After you've done your training, your heart rate starts to lower, your breathing rate slows down, you have a clear head, maybe you've had a bit of food so you're not hangry, <laughs> and you can look back at what you did. Just replay the sets at your own pace to see every aspect of it. For example, I'm gonna use a barbell back squat as the example. If I'm reviewing a video of your barbell back squat, you've got a bar, you've placed it on your back, and you start doing your reps, bang, you're down, you're up, let's say you do five reps, cool, you rack that bar. A video will allow me to look at your foot position, what's happening at your knee joint, where your hips are placed, what's happening at your lower back, what's happening at your upper back and shoulders, and also what is happening at your head, so where's your head position? Are you chicken necking? Are you tucking the chin? Are you looking down? Are you looking up? And also the bar position. If you're doing a back squat, I don't wanna see that bar travel too far forwards. Ideally, from a side view, I wanna see that bar travel in a vertical plane of motion. I wanna see it travel straight down and straight up. You can't see this when you're squatting because you're looking straight ahead. And I sure as shit do not want you to turn your head when you have a bar loaded on your spine. Don't ever do that. I remember I had one person that I was coaching years ago, she was about to squat and she turned and she said, Jesse, what did you just say? And I told her, look look straight ahead. I just told her, just look back to where you're facing because if you're rotating with the bar on your back, that's a recipe for a fucking injury, a neck injury or a spinal injury. It's just don't do it. You have axial loading, which means uh, compression on the vertebrae, gravity plus the load of the bar traveling down your spine. This person thought it would be a good idea to twist and have a look and be like, where's my coach? And ask him a question. No, no, no. If you have a question, rack the fucking bar and ask the question when you're unloaded. Or do the set and ask the question, you know, after the set again. So if, you, if you're somebody who trains at a commercial gym, um, you may or may not have access to mirrors. Uh, the mirror's in front of you, okay? I've seen people doing fucking, I've, I've seen chicks doing RDLs, you know, they would walk the bar out of the rack and turn it 90 degrees. So then they would look at the side, from the side view and see, you know, yep, my bum's back, basically they're just checking out their ass and how good they look while they do their RDLs. Um, rule of thumb, look straight ahead, like look forwards if, you, if you're standing up, you know, you look straight ahead. I don't want you rotating your head. So just <laughs> concentrate on the set at hand. Review it. If you want to see what you look like from the side, set the video up from the side. It's a pretty simple fix. It's a, it's a really easy solution. Okay? But just to, to rewind a little bit, going back to the uh, to the back squat. Observe each of the areas that we're looking for or that we're, that we're trying to get feedback on. The feet, the knees, the hips, the lower back, the upper back, the head, the bar position. Watch the video. And you might go through the video a number of times. I know I have. I review my footage to look at every piece of it, every aspect. So maybe if you're doing the five reps of the back squat, on the first viewing or the first replay, look at the feet. You get a chance to see all five of the reps. What are your feet doing? Do they stay planted? Do they move? Do your heels come off the ground? Do your toes come off the ground? 
These are all things that I look for when I'm assessing and I'm coaching somebody through a squatting movement. Then we have a look from the knees. If it's a side view, you're not gonna get a lot of um, feedback about the knees. You're gonna see them bend and straighten, but that's, not, that's about it. Um, and I am gonna talk about where's the best angle uh, to set up for different exercises. Actually, I'll do that now. So if you're doing a back squat, uh, I'll do multiple angles of this exercise. So you could set up a camera from the side view and it gives you a good, uh, good footage of spinal position. And you also get to see how deep you're squatting, all right? So if you wanna see what's happening specifically at the knee joints, have a look from the front or the rear view because ideally your knees follow the toes. So if your, knee, if your toes are facing straight ahead and your knees cave in or they bow well out to the side, that's a problem. That's something for you to work on. Hip positioning. Ideally, you want your hips to be like a spirit level. Okay, so if you've ever done any building or any DIY stuff around the house, you know what a spirit level is. Basically, you want your hips to be completely square. You don't want one higher than the other, you want them at the same height. And again, sometimes from a side view, you can't see this. So it may review getting video footage from the rear. Okay, some people look at that and be like, why are you checking out my ass? Why am I videoing my ass? It's, well, I'm looking for a fucking specific part of your body. Like, I don't know how else you're gonna view hip positioning then to take a video from the rear. You understand? Like sometimes you just have to get over yourself, take the fucking footage. I'm not looking, I'm not checking you out. I'm not looking at your ass. I'm seeing what's happening at your hips and your pelvis. Understand there's a difference there. Upper back positioning, we get a really good view from the side and the rear. Again, if you're doing a barbell back squat, your upper back should be working very hard. Your upper back is what is taking the load. It is what is holding that barbell. So it's on your upper back, it's on your shoulders. It's not on your neck, at least it shouldn't be. It's on your upper trapezius muscles, okay? So if you have a weak upper back, if you don't engage your upper back muscles, that bar's gonna wanna roll forwards or come down the back of your body, or it's going to roll the shoulders forward and round your upper back because you're not tight enough. Head position, side view, it's an easy way for us to check where that's sitting. And then the bar position, again, we can see the collar of the barbell. We can see the bar from the side in relation to your midfoot. So the midfoot is exactly what it sounds like, it's the middle part of your foot. So from the heel to your toe, find the middle point, so find the center, that's the middle, that's your midfoot. Ideally, if you're reviewing your own barbell back squat, you want that barbell starting above the midfoot and staying above the midfoot all the way down and all the way up. You don't want it traveling forwards and it's unlikely that it's gonna shift behind you. That's just very unlikely. And if it does shift too far backwards behind your midfoot, you're probably gonna land on your ass. You're probably gonna fall backwards. Okay, so that's how you would review a barbell back squat. Assess each of those areas, and if it takes a few replays, it takes a few replays. There's no rush when you're analyzing it. And that's, again, another reason why I would encourage you to not review the footage during training. Do it after the workout. Observe each of those areas. Watch what's happening at those joints. 
the good, the bad, the ugly, the different, the shit that just looks really weird and makes you tilt your head on the side like a dog would when it doesn't know what it's looking at. It's gonna give you all kinds of footage and feedback. And this is good. It's information. I'm gonna restate that. Taking video footage of your strength training and of your workouts gives you information. Because when you're doing the exercises, when you're doing your squats, your presses, your lunges, your deadlifts, all of these big movements, you can't see what you look like. Nor would I encourage you to turn your head and have a look in the mirror. Do the exercise. Do it to the best of your ability. Video it. And then after your training is finished, not during the workout, but after, replay it. Watch it back. What looks good? What is being performed the way it should? And what just looks a bit sketchy or a bit different where you're like, hmm, that looks weird. I should probably focus on that the next time I go back to training. And then that's exactly what you do. The next workout or the next training session, that's the thing you concentrate on. That's the thing you're trying to improve. But don't do it in training. Learn from my mistakes. I've already made it so you don't have to. <laughs> and then, like I said, in the next session, that is your goal. You focus on improving that thing that makes you tilt your head to the side or that makes you maybe grimace or square and be like, ooh, that looks a bit uh, bit funky. I should probably do something about that. And the only way you can retain this information is to write it down. So on my programs, I have a notes section and it's for exactly what you'd think it is. It's for writing notes. It's to give yourself feedback. So when my students write on there, it gives me feedback. So maybe the weight's too heavy. Maybe you just had a day where you felt flat. Maybe you just, you know, had a shit day. Maybe it's just one of those days you rock up to training, you're like, oh, fuck, this is gonna be tough. And everything was hard, everything feels heavy, and the performance just was poor. Other times, you might need to write yourself a little love, a love letter and be like, if you're doing half rep squats, hey, dickhead, sit lower, get deeper, whatever it is. Sometimes you need a bit of that tough love where it's like, don't be a fuckwit. Don't, don't create shortcuts just because it's hard. Do the extra half of a squat. Oh, but it's hard, it hurts my legs. Good. It should. Squat deep. Squat as low as you can maintaining a neutral spine. It's meant to be difficult. You're meant to get low. It's a deep knee bend, yeah? Write down some notes. Give yourself some feedback so the next time you do that exercise, you've got something to concentrate on. Now, as promised, I do want to talk to you about how you video, how you set things up. So if you've never videoed your lifting technique or your strength training or your workouts, very simple. You grab your little smartphone out of your pocket Bring, bring. You grab it, you buy yourself an octopus tripod online, they cost about 10 to $20. You set it up either front on or side on to the area that you're exercising and you're lifting in, and you press play, and you record your video footage. And the, here's the thing, this is important. When you're taking videos of your lifting prowess, don't change what you're doing. All you're doing is verifying the previous set. You're just verifying this is how I squat. You're not doing anything different. 
It's not like, okay, the lights are on and showtime. Action, no, you're just doing another set, that's all it is. It's nothing new, it's nothing different. You just do your sets as you normally would. You press play, you do your squats, you press stop, after the training session, you review it. That's it. All right? It's nothing special, it's nothing fancy about it. You don't have to add fucking effects or lighting or change the sound or do your hair up and make sure your hair's not in your face. Just fucking get on with it. Contrary to what you see on the Instagrams and the social medias where people look like they're a fucking... Everybody's a fucking model with their fancy logos and great lighting and cool tunes. Just fucking... Set the video up in the tripod, take the video, do your exercise, press stop and review it and get on with, get the fuck on with it. <laughs> Let's not turn this into something it's not. But there is something you do need to take into consideration. Make sure your entire body is in the frame. So I'm looking at my phone right now. And if the camera is facing away from me, I have three options, 0.6, one and two times. So that's the zoom. I can have it at 0.6, one, which is just standard, or I could have it at two times, so it's twice as close. If I reverse the camera so it faces me, I have two options. I have normal and I have 1.4. And then if you drag your thumbs closer or the two fingers closer or further away, you can change the, uh, the frame size as well. But just pick something that's standard and that fits your entire body plus the implement that you're using. <laughs> so if you're doing like a, a kettlebell swing, for example, I had a student recently, she was half in the frame. She sent me a video and the kettlebell was half in the frame. So I could see half of the rep, but not the other half. Uh, just make sure it shows the entire exercise with the tool or the equipment that you're using from start to finish. That's that's pretty much it. And you'll, you'll figure it out really quickly. You'll, you'll take a video and be like, ah, oh, why is half my body missing? <laughs> and you'll know very quickly, next time you do that particular exercise, you set it up slightly differently and you'll be good to go. Now, um, you have three options in terms of setting up. So this is the angle that you set up the tripod. You can either view it from, you can record it from the front, the back or the side. Okay, I'm gonna give you a few different examples here. Now, first and foremost, uh, while it is top of mind for me, if you're doing a unilateral exercise, so let's say, let's say you're doing a single arm press. If you're doing a left-sided overhead press, I wanna see that side. So view it from the left side. Don't view it from the right. So, you know, I, I'm looking at your right arm and I can't see the bottom position. I wanna see the entire fucking movement. So if it's a left-sided press, make sure you're viewing and recording from the left and the same thing for the right. Same goes for a lower body exercise. Now, here are some exercises and how you would set these up. If you're doing lunges, okay, you could set them up from the front side or the rear, depending on what you're looking for. If you wanna see what's happening at your back position, have a look from the side, have a look from the rear. You know, your spine is on your back. Uh, so yeah, having a bit of a look from the rear view is quite good. It'll help you figure out if you're straight up and down or if your body is leaning to one side. Deadlift uh, from the side, set that up from the side, whether it's a kettlebell deadlift, dumbbell deadlift, RDL, doesn't matter, view that from the side. The main thing you're trying to concentrate on here is A, what's happening at your back? Is your back neutral? 
Is it flexed or is it extended? So are you rounding? Are you arching your back too hard? Or is it porridge where it's just right? It's a nice, air quotes, straight line from tip to tail, from the top of your head to the base of your butt. Um, and we're also looking to make sure it is a true hip hinge. A deadlift is a hinge, it's not a squat. So we should be able to see very clearly from the side whether your hips travel backwards and forwards or not. Okay? Squatting. You have a few different options. You can go front, side, or the rear. If it's from the front, you're going to have a really good idea of, A, how the weight is being held if it's front-loaded, like a goblet squat or a front squat. Uh, you're also going to get a very good image of what's happening at your feet. Are your feet active and planted with a nice arch displayed, or do your feet collapse and your um, the feet collapse inwards and you lose your arch? It's also going to demonstrate what the knees are doing. Are the knees holding their nice line uh, in comparison to where the toes are facing, or do they knock in or bow out? From the side, you're going to have a very good position of your overall posture and how deep you're going. From the rear, again, gives you a good awareness of what's happening at the hips. Are you square? Does one hip hike up, sitting higher than the other? Uh, and do you shift to the side? This is something that a lot of people are not aware that they're doing because you generally cannot see it. Um, in the past, I have had students where they actually shift. So they'll start square, shoulders are level, hips are level. And then as they squat, they will actually bias one leg. So one leg is maybe stronger than the other, or maybe there's something going on with the lower back or the, the core's not functioning to the level that it's needed. And the body actually shifts across to one side, whether it's shifting across and loading the left leg or vice versa to the right. So having a look at your squats from behind can help you identify whether you're traveling straight up or down, uh, straight up and down, or whether you actually shift side to side, or just to one side, I should say, clarify that. Chin-ups, pull-ups, uh, from the rear or from the side? From the side, what you're looking for is a straight line of pull. A chin-up and a pull-up is a vertical pull, meaning you travel in a vertical line, up and down. I don't wanna see a lot of forwards-backwards movement. There will be some, but there shouldn't be a lot. And if we're looking at the chin-up or pull-up from the rear, it's gonna show me in crystal clear, high definition color, what's happening at your shoulders. Are you pulling with your pullers? So by pullers, I'm talking lats. Are you using your back muscles to actually initiate the pull? Or are you using your shoulders and your traps? I don't wanna see a shrug of the shoulders. I do not wanna see your shoulders rise as you do a chin up or pull up at all. Got it? Cool, moving on. Uh, uh, two to go. Bent over row, side view. You're angling yourself over at about 45 degrees. I wanna, I wanna see your start position. Is it a hip hinge? Are you getting to that 45 degree angle, plus or minus, yes or no? And then can you hold that position as you row, as the reps accumulate, as the weight gets heavier? Are you staying in that same position or is your back buckling? Do you start using a bit of body English? Do you start using a bit of momentum to lift the weight up? Because I don't wanna see that shit. And if you see it, fantastic, good. It means that you now have something to write in your notes section and correct for next time. Brace harder, just use the arms. We're not using the back, we're not using the legs. It's a pulling movement, pull. 
and for some kettlebell exercises, kettlebell swings, kettlebell cleans, kettlebell snatches, do it from the side. Okay, again, if the kettlebell's moving through space, uh, you can either do it from the side or at 45 degrees. The 45 degrees is good because you get to see the best of both worlds. It does allow you to fixate on one side. So if you're doing a one-arm swing or a one-arm clean or snatch, for example, it, you get to see the working side. So you get to see what's happening at the arm, but you also get to see what's happening at the back and the hips. So that's quite important as well. All right, I should probably start wrapping this up now. Um, <laughs> Just have a look, it's 35 minutes in. But it's important that, uh, the reason that I'm taking the time to give this information to you guys in terms of where to set up is because most people don't know. It's, you know, I, I figured it out through trial and error. Nobody really told me, hey, if you're doing this exercise, video it from here. Um, and as I mentioned, you should be able to see your entire body in the frame, okay? It needs to be a large enough image that you don't have to squint or try and zoom in. Um, so there is software where you can resize or crop um, your videos to see it uh, uh, in a larger kind of picture, so to speak. Um, I do that, so when I upload my videos to the social medias, I change the frame size. It's not to make it look any better, it's actually just so you can see the picture clearer, so you don't have to squint and really concentrate on what you're seeing. It's just, it's basically just larger, okay? So, to wrap all of this up, trust but verify your reps. You should know before you even start the set what it is you're trying to do. What is the exercise and what is it that you're trying to accomplish? If you don't, uh, that's a red flag and you should probably start there, right? <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. But before you've even picked up a weight, you should know what you're doing. Know what you're doing before you start lifting. And then your goal is very simple. Just do the set. Attempt your reps and perform them with surgical precision and to the best of your ability. You grab some footage, you press play on your smartphone, and then bang, there you are, doing your reps, doing your squats, doing your presses, doing your deadlift, whatever it is. You press stop, and then at a later date or later in the day, you review that footage. And I would encourage you, take one or two sets. Video one or two sets. Review them. You're not looking for the best one to then post to the Instagrams, although you can. Um, it should just be an average or a typical set. Let's let's reframe that. Let's reword that. It should be a typical set, not a great set, not a shit set, just a regular set. You're not putting any. You're not doing anything different. You're not trying any harder than you normally would. And I hope you're trying hard all the time, by the way. You know, if you're gonna put your ass into it, put your whole ass into it. But you grab some footage, one or two sets, and later on you review it. Simple as that. Now, bonus points for these for the people who want to go the extra mile and get the absolute most out of their training and this episode. If you are truly committed to your goals you can create a social media account and actually display your lifting prowess on there. And I'm, I'm kind of tongue in cheek when I say lifting prowess. Um, you're just demonstrating what you're doing at the gym, right? It's not good or bad, it's just this is what you're doing. It's just a record of your physical training, okay? 
And the reason that this is cool is because it's nice to look back in three, six, 12, 24, or 36 months time and to look back and see how far you've come and how much better your technique is and how much stronger you are now compared to when you first started. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you this right now. When I first started videoing my own exercise technique, I was self-conscious as fuck. I would look at myself lifting, I'd be like, oh, that's what I look like? Ooh. And I was self-conscious. I was like, oh, do I really have to, or do I want to post that? Do I, do I want to share that with people? And I got to a point where I just looked myself in the mirror. I was just like, look, just fucking get over it. It's just, it's just you doing the thing that you do anyway. So, you know, you record it, you show it. It's again, it's video evidence. It's proof. It's just information. If I'm doing a set of squats, this is what they look like. It's nothing different to what I normally do. It's just, I now have a video of it. And in three, six, 12, 24, 36 months time, you could look back through, scroll through your profile or whatever and be like, holy shit. I know I've done this. I've looked back at some exercise and I've thought, wow, my technique sucked. And this is a good thing because back then, that's the best I had. That's the best technique that I had at that point in time. Okay, I'm not ashamed of it. That's, that's At that moment in time, that's the best I could do. Now, I can do it way better. And you have that um, video evidence as proof to show and demonstrate to yourself, this is how far you've actually come. That's the power of videoing your training sessions. Trust, but verify. The footage doesn't lie, okay? It just shows how you move. Once you're aware of how you move, what you're doing well, maybe what you're not doing well, and the things you need to concentrate and work on, then you can course correct. Then you can do some skills and some troubleshooting drills and improve. You can work on positional accuracy in the next session to make your technique even better than it is right now. Because that's really the goal, is in order for you to get stronger, build more muscle, get leaner, become more efficient, become strong as fuck, you have to move well, period. And I'm not saying you're not moving well now, but I am saying you can move better. I am saying you can improve upon what you're doing right now. And if you don't think that's the case, you have a very inflated ego. Because what you're telling me is right now your technique is perfect. 100% can't get any better, are you kidding me? Even the best athletes in the world understand and acknowledge, hey, there's room for improvement. I can do better. I'm sure there's a way that I can do more or improve the way I'm doing a specific exercise or a technique that can take it to the next level or squeeze out an extra 1% of performance. Because that's what we're looking for. That's, that's one of the things that I love most about strength training is how much you can work on yourself both physically and mentally, but he's seeing the outcomes that it produces, the improvements in performance, in strength, in fitness, in work capacity. And by using the best technique possible, it's gonna reduce the risk of you getting injured, getting these little niggles or aches and pains and getting hurt. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of taking the video footage is we're not, it's not a fucking fashion contest. It's, it's not a beauty contest. 
It, it's none of that. It's just some feedback. It's information. This is what you're doing right now. Is it good? Is it bad? Assess it. Adjust it. Move on. So for the last time, guys, review your fucking reps. You think your technique's good? Fine. Not a problem. Excellent. Trust, but verify. If your technique's as good as you think it is, get some video footage. Prove to yourself that it is. And hey, you might be shocked to realize, hmm, okay, I actually have some things to work on. And this is a good thing because if you have a growth mindset, you'll understand we all think that way, myself included. I've been in the iron game since I was 16 years old. Been doing it for a long fucking time. Been doing it half of my life. And I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I'm still working on getting better. Even at the basic, the, even at the most basic level, concentrating on how I'm doing things, why I'm doing it that way, so I can get more out of that. And you can too. So that's what I've got for you today, guys. By all means, concentrate on the rep at hand, on the set at hand. Get yourself a little octopus tripod, uh, tripod set it up, and away you go. If you would like me to look at some of your videos, it's as simple as tagging me in them on the social media. On Instagram, I am at FullerSC, spelt F-U-L-L-A-S-C. And on the Facebook, you can find me at Fuller Strength and Conditioning, F-U-L-L-A, Strength and Conditioning. That's it for today, guys. Trust but verify your reps with video footage. You may just find it very useful once you get over the initial shock and awe of this is what I look like when I lift and you can actually use it to your advantage get stronger build more muscle get more out of your workouts if you loved the wake up call found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have thanks for listening we'll see you soon for another episode